And I made the mistake of texting my husband from 500 miles away. And I said, I met this couple. I'm in love. We're going to be polyamorous. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 261. We're Finn and Emma, and oh boy, are you in for a treat today. We have an amazing interview with Taylor, who describes herself as an erotic educator and sex goddess. Yeah, she's also the founder of Organic Leaven, and... Uh, yeah, check the website out. It's amazing. Has so many amazing products and educational resources for you over there. And when Emma says you're in for it today, <laughs> did did that little sound bite at the beginning give you any flavor of, <laughs> of what we're dealing with here? This is such a fun conversation. And Taylor is, I mean, she's owning life. Yeah. She Nothing sure gets is. in her fucking way and she's owning <laughs> life. And so we're super grateful she reached out and came on and shared her story and is sharing. I mean, organic loving yeah. with all of us. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on. And we're going to be jumping into your interview now for anyone who is a premium subscriber. And for anyone who is not, you're going to be listening to a couple of quick announcements from our end before we jump into Taylor's interview. And we promise to make them 75% as exciting as Taylor. <laughs> we'll do our best. I'll do my best. <laughs> but. I'm I'm about 20% as exciting as Taylor, and you bring the other 55. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's all in the smile. It's all in the smile and in the laugh. The laugh. <laughs> you know, I remember at one point, way back, you got voted best laugh of the non-monogamous podcaster world. I don't know how that happened. Really? I had forgotten about that. Huh. Yeah, I, I got you a medal. <laughs> I made that last part up. I, I remember. Like, I, I remember. I do not remember a medal at maybe all. Maybe we just got an email. Maybe that's what it was. I think that's maybe one person voted for it and I told think, us. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Well, you got more votes than anybody else. In our <laughs> True. I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyway, a win is a win. We are off topic here. So to sign up for the premium subscription, you can do so on our website, and you will skip this intro here with all of the ads up front. Don't worry, you still get the announcements at the end of the episode, but just skip the front. And it's a great way to support the show. If you are a community member, you get the premium subscription included in your membership. Yeah, and to find that, you can go to our homepage. The way to sign up is right there for as little as $2 a year. Yes. If you're not interested in that, but you're really looking for that community, you can also join our online community of almost 300 amazing other, other amazing humans out there exploring non-monogamy in their own way. We do a monthly Q&A, we do a men's group, we do a women's group. We've actually introduced a weekly men's group for a little bit of extra cost. But for $5, you get pretty much everything we offer. And it's a really, really amazing way to find community. We just recently switched. We used to use Patreon and we're now using a new platform called Mighty Networks. It's beautiful. It's glamorous. 
you want to check it out. <laughs> to find it, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the community tab. While you're there, you can also sign up for our next virtual meet and greet. These are open to anyone. You just have to be open-minded and respectful. It's a super fun way to spend your evening. We spend two hours together meeting and greeting a ton of different people. And the next one is coming up on November 30th. I think the last one we did, my cheeks hurt from laughing. I know. It was so much fun. I have to do better cheek stretches. The last thing we didn't want to mention, we want to mention one other thing after it, so it's not the last thing. I was like, what are you talking about? Sometimes you just start talking and you got to see where the sentence goes. Okay. Anyway, go for it. On December 3rd, some former former guests of ours and amazing humans, Rachel and Eric, are hosting an online workshop about intimacy and communication and so many other incredible things. Their qualifications are through the roof, and we're super excited to put this out there. Way back on episode 8 and episode 19, uh, Rachel and and Eric came on, both using pseudonyms, both with different partners. Yep. And I don't believe they're partnered. We don't even know the details of that. I don't know why I'm even talking about it at this point. (laughs) The point is, they're going to tell you right here a little bit more about that, and then we hope you go to the website, our website, and click on the links to sign up. Use the discount code EMMA to save a couple of bucks and go support their work. It's incredible work, and we encourage you to do so. Have you ever felt your sexuality was misunderstood by a partner? Would you like to be able to talk more openly about your turn-ons and your turn-offs? Are you an asker or a guesser? How about in the bedroom? If any of these questions are intriguing, you'll likely be interested in our next Intimacy Workshop on Saturday, December 3rd from 9 a.m. to noon. This online event is open to individuals, couples, throuples, and more. We hope to see you there. A quick reminder to sign up for the Intimacy Workshop on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and use the discount code EMMA for a few bucks off. And we'll see you there. Yes. We're planning to be there. We are. We are. The other thing we wanted to remind you, stdcheck.com, our favorite affiliate partner, and in our opinion, the best way to get tested for STIs. It's $129 when you use the discount code on our website under the resources tab or in your podcast player show notes. You save $10 and it helps support the show financially. And we are eternally grateful to you for doing that. Again, this is the way Emma and I have been getting tested for years, as well as so many others of you out there. So thank you to all of you who have done that in the past. And thank you to all of you who go and do that in the future. And thank you all for being awesome sexual health advocates. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. A quick reminder to go to our website and you can reach out to us, send us a voicemail, send us an email if you would like to be on a guest on the episode, on the episodes, on the podcast, or if you have any questions, comments for us, we'd love to hear from you. And with that, buckle up, get Bu- ready. Buckle up, lube up. <laughs> lube up. Lube up. Oh, this oh, there's another announcement. Amazing conversation with Taylor, unless uh, Finn has another announcement. There's some dogs that make their presence known. Oh, right. Yes, yes. There are dogs in this interview. They're not too distracting, and they go away for a good chunk of it, but they they, they, they bark up here and there. <laughs> and there was no way to get rid of them or edit it out. So enjoy. The they, ambiance of the dogs. They were beautiful puppers. <laughs> All right. Okay, now we're ready to go talk to Taylor. Welcome, Taylor, to the podcast. We're so excited to talk to you today, and I'm sure this is going to be a lively conversation. So thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited and I love lively conversations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I tend to bring a little bit of monotony, but the two of you, I think you have it covered on the, on the enthusiasm. <laughs> we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Um, we'd love for you to start by just introducing yourself. Uh, okay. I am uh, Taylor Sparks and I am an erotic educator and sex goddess for organicloving.com. Uh, originally from Boston, currently living in my seventh state as I'm current. I just recently moved to Mexico. So, um, poly single, solo poly, I should say, poly single, solo poly, uh, two grown children, mm, two dogs. I'm African American. <laughs> that may, the, yeah, perfect. That may, the dogs may make an appearance. We'll right? see. <laughs> well, c- congrats. Congrats. Yeah, congrats on the big move. And I guess maybe, I don't know, take us back to the beginning. Wherever the beginning is that you wound up down this path of solo poly or non-monogamy in general, where did where did this come into your life for the first time? Well, my now former husband and I, we were married 25 years, but about 12 years in, um, we had transitioned like from Boston down to North Carolina, and it was a tough transition moving from state to state, had some bumps in the road, and then finally got back on our feet. And And um, I wanted us to go away together without the kids. We hadn't been away like more than five years without the children. And I said, we, we need to go somewhere. And I found this adult group that was going to hedonism in Jamaica. And I've always heard about it and hadn't been able to afford it prior. And I'm like, we have money now. We should go together. We should, you know, reconnect as a couple. And he's like, we're not going there. We're not those people. I'm like, I know we're not those people, but I want to go someplace where I could have sex with my husband on the beach and no one go, but instead of go, all right, we give that a nine. Yes. Get her. You know, (laughs) even if we didn't, I just wanted to be in that atmosphere. So we we literally argued about it for about three months because he's like, we are not going. And I said, well, you know what? Don't act like I don't have access to my own money because I work too. So if you're worried about what's going to happen to me with you there, how are you going to feel when I leave your ass right here in North Carolina with these kids? And I called the travel agency and <laughs> and I booked, uh, um, put my deposit down and told her to get me a roommate. Well, his passport came in the day before the trip <laughs> because he quickly changed his mind. And he was like, no, you know, it's okay. We're going, but I'm not going to stay on the nude side. And for those of you who don't know, uh, hedonism, hedonism has a nude side and a prude side. And I said, no, no, no worries. So we get there and we end up on the nude side with the room anyway. And I'm like, don't worry, we can just leave don't even unpack. And the, the bellman opened up the curtain. We were on the beach and there were two beautiful black women laid out there naked as the day they were born. He was like, uh, 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 I think I'm going to be okay. I, I think I'm going to be okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm all right. I'm just not going to get naked. So he went from not going to going to going, but not being on a nude side to get naked and then never wanting to leave the nude side to go to the rest of the place. And, um, we had the best time Ever And we reconnected and we bonded, but we had decided that we would not be swingers. We met some swingers. I had lots of questions. We were like, we're not doing this. But what happened was when we got home, I decided to Google benefits of an open marriage. And I found an article 
that was written by a husband who talked about the differences in him and his wife's sexual desires. And I had my husband read it. And I said, I think we should open our marriage. So it was my idea to open up our marriage. And, um, and we set out all of our rules and boundaries and decided that we were going to give it a shot. And we had a lot of fucking boundaries. I mean, nobody in the whole state of North Carolina, no friends, no family, no coworkers, no hotel people. I mean, like the whole state of North Carolina was off, off limits. By the time we were 13 years in, it was our only boundaries were like no children and no, and no animals. And <laughs> that's, so that's how that <laughs> I, I love the the progression the, the progression the path right that and I think it's so common that people start because it's scary right and if you're you're going into something scary if you can create a framework that makes you feel comfortable then maybe you can try it and then as you try it in that framework you realize like well okay this North Carolina rule is a little easy we can let's let that one go and let's let the next one because you you start to reassure yourself that like I can do it with with all of the safety equipment on. What happens if we take away the knee pads? What happens if we take away the elbow pads, right? And can we still do this in a safe way? And I love that you took that progression over over 13 years, but I it, I want to even have you continue, but I just want to clarify. So you were with your husband or former husband for 12 years first in a monogamous relationship and then 13 yeah. years in an open relationship. Right. So, and we were ethically monogamous. We didn't have any issues of cheating or, you know, infidelity or, or any of those things. And, um, and it was fine. It wasn't like anything was missing or, or anything. It's just like, well, is this something we want to give a try to? Let's, you know, let's see how it works. Because if it don't work, if we don't like it, we can always back, we can always back off. So what, what we discovered, though, we, when you talk about letting go of the, um, as, as you go through the progression, what you start to understand, or at least what we started to understand was um, no one, you know, no one's going to steal anybody away. Right. And this is the biggest fear I think couples have or individuals have like, what if my partner falls in love with somebody else and leaves me? And I came to realize that you nobody can steal somebody that doesn't want to go. And you can't make somebody stay that, that's ready to leave. There's literally nothing you can do about it. Absolutely yeah. nothing you can do about it. Because if they want to go, they're going to go, whether they are monogamous or whether they are non-monogamous. So one of the things we realized about as, as we were progressing through and dealing with our own insecurities about whether somebody is going to steal your partner away or they're going to fall in love with someone and, and leave you is that you cannot, no one can steal somebody that does not want to go. And you cannot make someone stay that is ready to leave. We all know of men and or women who've had mistresses or side dudes for 10 years and they're like, leave your wife. And they're like, I'm not leaving. And they won't because they don't want to go. And we know people, we've heard of women or men who have left when the woman's nine months pregnant. Because if they're going to go, they're going to go. There's absolutely nothing that we can do about it. And I would rather somebody leave who wishes to leave than to be here with me, you know, just to be hanging in there for the sake of hanging in there. So as you go through this more being more secure within yourself, you start to realize that the insecurities about somebody running away are, I don't want to say baseless, but it's okay. You start to live with the fact that if they think that they can do better 
or they want better or they want different. It might not even be better. They might want something different that it's better to be like, let's just part ways and you do you and I'll do me. And it was great while it lasted. I think, you know, I think people are in your lives for a season or reason or a lifetime. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to your point, the, yeah, you, if, if somebody wants to be with you, they'll be with you. And yeah, you, yeah, the way you said it was just perfectly, perfectly said, like your analogy, your, your examples of somebody who's been in a 10 year affair and didn't leave. It's not that they wanted to leave the person that they were cheating on. They were interested in something else and being married or, and it was a both and mm-hmm. versus you could, you could say, well, I don't even have another person that I'm looking to leave you for, but like, I can't be in this relationship anymore. Regardless of the, regardless of what else is quote unquote out there. Like Mm -hmm. it's a very personal thing. Like if, and yeah, if you want your partners to be the happiest they can be, that might mean them not being your partner in that same capacity. Yeah. And I think that's scary. You know, monogamy, you know, monogamy can make us fearful of being alone of dying alone, you know, that whole death do us part thing, you know, and there have been some relationship gurus recently that have just been bombarding social media in the last couple of years about women getting older. I mean, there's always been a thing about women getting older, right? Not having a partner, but women getting older. And if you're not married by the time you're 30, you know, you just might as well get some cats because you're going to die alone. And I'm like, well, we all die alone. I mean, if we don't go down in the same plane, Fuck, we all die alone. We all die alone. You know what I mean? If we're not in the same car accident at the same time, we're all dying alone. So to have to put that fear in somebody that you have to stay with this one person because Lord forbid, if you don't find nobody else, like there's 7 billion people on the planet. How are you not going to find somebody else? (laughs) They're everywhere. There are people everywhere. Right. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Well, so thank you. And so, so backing up, so you come home from Hito, uh, <laughs> your husband, your husband at the time had an awakening. Uh, oh yeah. And a blowjob from a, from a girl that I was like, would you mind giving my husband a blowjob out by the jacuzzi? Cause he, he's been such a good man and I think he deserves a blowjob. And she was like, sure. I'm like, <laughs> and then I told him, he was like, wait, what? Are you sure? He was so happy. <laughs> That's the kind of woman so, I am. I make sure my men are happy. <laughs> so, so he had a, he had a change of heart along the way. Oh, How, uh, when you, when you two came back and you brought up non-monogamy, what did that look like? for you to, as you, you said you started with rules on rules on rules, but what did it, like, how did that progression go for the next 12 or 13 years together? I mean, you don't have to go into all of it, but just like kind of high level, how did it look? We started open, meaning that we weren't swinging. We weren't doing, we did everything separately. We both traveled for work. And so we kind of set up the boundaries, like, as I said, like no family, no, you know, no close friends, no hotel workers. We didn't want to get money fired. And, um, I ended up calling an ex-boyfriend who lived up in Virginia, who lived in DC. I'm like, you want to meet me in Virginia and have sex? He was without a breath. He was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so I drove up and he drove down and we had lunch and we had sex. And it was the first time I had sex with somebody else in 12 years. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> 
I want to do this forever. And my husband was like, are you okay? I'm like, uh-huh, you should try it. It's really good. <laughs> so um, we in, there used to be a site called um, the Black Swingers Club. So we got on there and got a profile, and he used to travel um, for his job, and I'd started looking for girls for him that he could play with separately. And then eventually... Uh, we kind of backed into the swing and, you know, you know, if, if you've, I don't know if you guys have ever swung, but you know, at some point you meet a couple and they just say the right thing. They got the right look, the right body. And you're like, run. So, <laughs> so that's how we kind of got into the swinging thing. But the good thing about it is because we had did everything separately initially, we hadn't, if, if there wasn't a two way match, he was, he was, uh, I was very fine with him going off to have sex with somebody separately and vice versa. Cause we had already done that first. So we then started doing things together and then we did that for some years. And then, um, we started, uh, doing our own events. We had a group called grown and sexy crew and we started producing our own events and Hedo and desire. And then we met the couple that owned luxury lifestyle vacation clubs and became part of their team and started traveling the world with them. So now I started working in the industry, right, um, as a, a event producer, co-sponsor, yada, yada. And um, so we were still playing together, playing separate. And it was really and it was a good time. We never really had any real challenges in the swinger community. You know, a couple of times he crossed the boundary with time, you know, so it's only being there for an hour. I don't know who came up with this rule for an hour, but like, if you can't get it done in an hour, you need to fuck out of there, you know? And then we were, <laughs> I don't know where we got these rules from, but they, we made them up in our head, but it worked for us. That was our safety net. And then I was uh, hosting an event for one of the groups and I by my, he wasn't with me. He was had to work. So I was in Hito alone <laughs> and I met this couple and they introduced me to Polly and kink at the same time. And I was like the child that stood at the edge of the pool with their arms outstretched and fell backwards into the water, the deep end. I'm like, yes, this is my thing. I am Polly. Oh my God. No wonder I'm not fucking all these people as much as I'd like to. There was no connection. I think this is, this is it. I did swing with that a couple and they did things to me that I'm sure it was illegal in at least three states, but it was good. It was really fun. And uh, I started meeting the, I'm not even bi, but I'm like, I don't care. Let's do it. And, and um, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. <sighs> the memories. Okay, I'm back now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Little, little, trip down, little trip down memory lane. Yeah, I dated him for a while. So that was fun. But I, they were also poly coaches. So I am the person that when I find something new, I get every book, I look at every article, I, you know, I look at every podcast, not podcast, every video. And I made the mistake of texting my husband from 500 miles away. And I said, I met this couple. I'm in love. We're going to be polyamorous. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Polly, what, what, what is, what, what is that? We don't even use the word love. We're swingers. Who are these people? And I sent him a picture. He's like, since when are you fucking white guys? You don't even like white guys. <laughs> he's not white. He's mulatto. He's part black. He looks white to me. He's got blue eyes and blonde hair. That's besides the point I said. So that transition was difficult because that is not the correct way to introduce Polly to your partner from 500 miles away with two people you've been fucking for a whole weekend. 
Don't do that. Valid, valid point. Not recommended. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't so where where did that take you to from there? I, I assume that's your one of your first, let's say, major bumps that you hit. Oh, it was the bumpiest of bumps. <laughs> Because, you know, by the time I got home, I had ordered more than two and I was devouring that book. I was looking, I mean, literally just everything I was in, 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 and it was, it was like a two year transition because it was very difficult for him to understand. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be Polly and you should be Polly. You should get a girlfriend. He's like, I, I don't want a girlfriend. You know, I'm going to get my pussy and come home. I don't, I don't want to date. I'm like, I want to date. I want a boyfriend. No, wait, I want, no, I want three boyfriends. And a dom. No, I am a dom. Shit. I'm dominant and I'm a switch. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get a dom. I'm gonna get three boyfriends. And he's like, I don't want none of that. And I said, you know what the best thing about being Polly? We're not attached at the hip. You don't have to do any of this shit, but I'm gonna let you know what I'm doing. And this is what I'm about to do. So it was a difficult two years because I did what I wanted to do. Meaning that I was always respectful. I always said where I was and who I was doing it with. And I told him everything because I've never been one to lie because I don't remember shit. So I <laughs> just always tell the truth and just have the argument because I don't remember if I lie. And um, so he read the books. He looked at you know everything I recommended. He actually talked to the coaches and he came to an understanding that he himself was not polyamorous. And he came to an understanding that his wife was. And when he it took literally almost two years for him to be like, okay, but he was interested in the kink side. So we kind of did that together and we still did the swinging together and we still did the swinging separately, but he came to understand that he just didn't want to date. It just was not it. He said, you are more than enough for me emotionally. I can't do another woman. I just, it's too much. I just can't. And I said, we don't have to do the same thing. We'll be a poly swinging couple. And so, but yeah, it took a couple of years for us to settle into something. Cause by then, you know, I had a boyfriend and, and then eventually two boyfriends and, and then eventually I had three boyfriends and a husband. And that was so good. <laughs> I love it. I love that. The, the, like, this is what, and again, not to say it was like, you did it the right way, but like you made shit happen for yourself. And I think that's amazing. And, and that he went along with that as best he could for as long as he could. And it sounds like you two went on a journey for a couple of years together of how can we both get our individual needs met and stay together right? and try to make this work? Like, can we find a, can we find a dynamic that works for us? Right. And eventually we found a dynamic that worked for us. So the, the, the least of our problems was having the relationship be open, you know, and you know, when people find out that after 25, cause we were open for 13 years, you know, that part worked well for us. It was the regular stuff, money, children, where you're going to live, kids, college, regular day-to-day life that I don't want to say did us in because that's we didn't get did in. I don't feel as though our marriage was a failure. I think it did really well. Um, but at the end of the day, the last couple of years, we realized that we just no longer were kicking the can down the same road. We just didn't want the same things. And I'm like, you know, you should have a woman who wants to be here with you that wants what you want. You know, and I'm going to go out in the world and, you know, which is what I want to do is, you know, have sex, eat and, and travel the fucking world. And he wasn't like, mm, not, not so much. So I'm like, well, you should be able to have the woman that wants to kind of sit here with you and do what you do. So 
I'm I'm gonna go. So I left. Yeah. Peacefully. You know, it wasn't this big, you know, it wasn't this craziness. It was a peaceful like departing and we're still, and we're good, you know, but people in the monogamous side would like to say, oh, it's because you open your relationship. That's I'm like, no, no, no. You, you know, it wasn't the opening. That part worked really well for us actually. So even with all the bumps, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, Based on, you know, as I've been, like I said, I started working in the industry and I talked to a lot of couples and individuals and we didn't have a tenth of what some people have gone through because from the very beginning, the very first agreement we had when we decided to open our relationship was that we will discuss everything, good, bad, or indifferent and figure out how do we come to some conclusion? So, you know, sometimes we would be discussing shit for days <laughs> and weeks to getting to a conclusion, but that was one thing we did well was, okay, so listen, this is, this is how, you know, I'm feeling. And I tell a lot of people, you know, when you're going through this, this, these stages of figuring each other out and bringing other people in that just because you have an emotion doesn't mean you have to act upon it right then and there. You know, do, do a gut check and, you know, question yourself as to why you feel elated, sad, uncomfortable, you know, do do you, do you need a nap? Maybe, you know, maybe you're horny, maybe you're hungry, you know, don't just jump on the bandwagon because you feel a certain emotion and, and being open, being poly, being a swinger, even being kinky, it pushes you to be authentically honest. If you care about your partner and yourself, you, it, some of the conversations you have are not pleasant for one party or the other. When you're like, listen, I know I've never spent the night out. For example, I know I've never spent the night out before and it's been 14 years we've been together, but I want to go sleep. I want to go spend the night with her or him. Yeah. Right. We didn't yeah. want to spend the night. You. And, and I've had that happen with my boyfriends and the ones who had wives, you know, it was a challenge for the wife and we've had the conversation and I've said to one wife, so what is it about us spending the night? Not that there was any hurry, like whenever you're comfortable with it, what is it about spending the night that makes you feel what? And one wife was like, well, I just think it's very intimate. I'm like, you know, we're fucking right. Yeah. You know, he eats my pussy, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's intimate. We're just sleeping. It's just sleep. It, eating pussy, sucking dick, that, that's intimate. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's sleep. He's yeah. drooling, I'm drooling, we're snoring. It's sleep. <laughs> well, I think what's so interesting is it, is it brings up the fact that what is intimate to you Mm-hmm. may not be to somebody else and right. what's infinite to somebody and in, intimate to somebody else may not be to you. Yes. Um, and I think the other thing too, that you, you touched on in there, which was a really impressive thing to be able to do is to step back and look at your relationship with, with any partner. But in this case, you did it with your husband and say, look, you, you want these things and I want these things. Our wants don't line up. And it's really easy to say, well, damn it, we've been doing this for 25 years and we've arrived in a place where we're not the same people we were 25 years ago. Exactly. And you like you want Mexican food, I want pizza, and we're not going to align on that. So we could 
we could both give up the things we want and give up pieces of ourselves and try to meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to ever be fulfilled because you're going to be you're going to be wanting to go jet setting all over the world. And maybe he'll go along, but he's not going to have the fun that you're going to have. And you're going to always probably feel shitty that he's you're dragging him out to go do something. And then when you're sitting at home with him, he's feeling bad that you want to be out exploring and you're sitting at home with him watching the fire because that's where he wants to be. And, Mm -hmm. and so it's, but it's really hard to say like, well, we had a a beautiful run and now we're just not, we're just not the same two people. And, and to say, that's okay. You go live your best life. I'm going to go live mine. Like there's a lot of sunk costs in there that you can to just say like we we just aren't anymore. Right. And that's so hard to do. It, it 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 is, but it's it's understanding that there's nothing wrong with a couple that one person wants to do one thing and the other person doesn't want to do something. Right? Absolutely. It yep. is totally fine if the partner who wants to stay home is like, babe. Go travel. Hey, listen, I'll be, you need any money, honey? I'll be here when you get back. And they are totally fine with you traipsing yep. throughout the world. They, they don't want to travel and they don't feel any kind of way that you do. It's yep. another thing when you go travel and your partner goes, it's fine. But when you come home, it's a fight. Yeah. You're, 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 you know what I mean? So you, you have no peace. So peace is essential at home and in, and in one's relationship. So it's not like two opposites can't do different things. You can, as long as both people accept the other person for who they are and what they like to do and vice versa. Yeah. So the one who yeah. travels can't be coming home saying, you know what, you know, it gets on my nerves because you're never with me and you never travel. You're just a bump on a lot. That that's not good either, either way, you know? So it's important to respect each other for who they are and to have peace with it. But if you cannot have peace with it, then, you know, and, and, and if you're so misaligned that it is causing stress in the relationship, then it is maybe time to go, we either try therapy or, you know, to see if we can get in something. We did. We did several years. Of, we did a few years, not several years. We did a few years of therapy. Even a therapist that specializes in ethical non-monogamy, you know, because the other therapists were like, <laughs> one therapist said, well, if we can get the communication part together, are you going to stop fucking other men? We were like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Don't overstep your boundaries, girl. We not had a problem with that. <laughs> that. Don't start causing problems. That part works just fine. Nobody's going to stop fucking extra people. He's still fucking other women. <laughs> I'm still fucking other men. So don't, we didn't come here for that. We came here for our communication challenges, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that part was good. <laughs> Yeah. And you make such a great point. It's the, you can say, well, yeah, I support you. Have a great trip, Taylor. And then the whole time you're gone, he's, you know, stewing, seething, becoming more resentful and vice versa, right? He's, he's sitting at home and you're sitting at home with him and you're like, damn it. I don't want to be sitting here. Oh, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. I really enjoy sitting here all night with you. And you're like, yeah, I did for a week and then two, and now I'm pretty sick of it and I want to go do something. And so you're both you're both building that secret resentment yes. and, and it comes out in a fight later where you're like, Oh, well, and all you want to do is sit at home. And he's like, well, all you want to do is travel. And then you're ah, And because neither of you were really, yeah, right. yeah. Because you weren't being your yourself and he wasn't being his or when you are, it's not, 
it's not really okay. It's like kind of okay as long as you do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, but eh, there's 7 billion people on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes, it just goes back to being true to yourself, but also respectful of your partner. And so like there's, because on the flip side, if, if you wanted, if one of one person wanted to go out and travel a lot, but wasn't able to say that, then they're just going to go grow resentment as well. So like you need to be able to talk about the things that you both want and figure out either ways to help each other make those things come true and your well-being in the relationship or recognize that the relationship just isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> it's it's not, you know, when people talk about being their authentic selves, you know, and like what does that mean? It means having really hard conversations, not even, you know, splitting up per se, but just having, you know, tough conversations. Um, and talking about the, the whole spin of the night thing, one of the guys I had, when we finally got around to dating locally (laughs) years later, I found me a local boyfriend and, um, him and his wife had been open for 18 years and, but he had never spent the night out. And I said to him, well, if we're going to keep doing this dating thing, I would love it if we could, you know, spend the night together. And he's like, oh, I've never spent the night out. And I'm like, why? He goes, never really wanted to. I'm like, okay, well, no big deal, no rush. And as time went on, you know, it came up again. And he said, he, he, he said, I talked to my wife and I told her, and she was like, cool with it about, I'm like, cause it was a party or something coming up. We were going to be going to, and I'm like, what did you say exactly? (laughs) You know, he said, I told her that we were going to a swing party together and that the party was going to run late because the party was like in between the two town, the two cities we lived in and that the party was going to be late and that everybody was going to go to the hotel and I wouldn't get home till morning. I'm like, that's not what's happening. Yeah, we are going to the party and it probably will be running late. And I don't know if we're going to invite anybody back to our hotel room, but you and I are going to the hotel room and then you'll go home in the morning. So you need to talk to her and tell her the truth. And, and you know, what's it? Don't explicitly. Yeah, you need to be honest with her. Not that he lied, but he kind of skirted around the reality of it all. So anyway, he went back to her. He said, Yeah, I talked to her. What did you say exactly? And then he was like, well, you know, Mariposa, you know, my nickname is Mariposa. Um, you know, she's a very dominant woman and she's going to get the things she wants and we're going to be traveling with her and her husband soon. So, you know, you need to kind of, you know, get over this thing. And because she wants me to spend the night. I'm like, whoa, wait a fucking minute. That's not how this is happening. This is not. No, you, I said, first of all, this is not about me being dominant. And why would you say that to her? Because now you're going to mess up the relationship between her and I, because she's going to be wondering, well, who's this woman that you can't say no to that? I, you know, that you've been only dating for a few months, six months or something. And second of all, she's not a delicate flower. You need to say to her, babe, Mariposa and I go into the party and I want to spend the night with her. And then so that she could deal with her emotions and you can have the talk as to whether she's ready, not ready or whatever she's feeling. Or you say to me, Mariposa, I'm going to the party, but I don't want to spend the night with you. And then I get to deal with my emotions. You see, but you need to be a big boy and fucking have a conversation with somebody. (laughs) So he went back to her and she was like, I'm not ready. So we didn't spend the night. See how easy that was? Just making it more difficult. 
I love that. The the difference between, oh, yeah, we're all going to be at this hotel and we, you know, oh, look at that. We happened to fall asleep together. And, and it's like, yeah, if you want it, ask for it. If you don't want it, don't ask for it, but don't tell me you want it and then not go like that's the whole i'm trying to play both sides and keep maybe if i do it this way i'll keep taylor happy if i do it this way i'll keep my wife happy and maybe the two will never find out and and i can just kind of give them both what they need to hear right Uh, but you you caught it in the middle well yeah because it's it's like i said it's i want somebody who wants what i want right if you don't want to spend a night with me just say babe i'm my wife's not ready this is not the time okay the end of story it's not a why and how come and why can't she get over it no end of story but you need to tell me and and or her the truth we're all adults tell the truth so that we can just have the conversation and be done with it you see so he you know he learned his ways and he's he got better but there was still a few more (laughs) things. And I'm like, no, go back and have another conversation with your wife. That's not, but he got good at it. Cause we eventually, when we did spend the night, it was, he came to work with me at an event and he said to her, I'm going to go to it, you know, wherever we, I don't know what state we're in. I'm going with her. And I'm, I haven't seen her in over a year cause I had moved. And he said, I'm going to go spend the night. And she was like, are you going to be in separate rooms? He was like, no, we're not going to, I am fucking her when I get there. As soon as I can, we are not going to be in separate rooms and we are sleeping in the same bed. I'm like, how was she? She okay? He said, yeah, she's okay. She's a little nervous, but she's okay. So, well, know. because she knows the truth at that point. It's not right. some spun up version of this other woman's making my husband do yes. things that he doesn't want to do. And now she's controlling him. It's like, no, he actually wants it. He's asking for what he wants. And now I know what the hell's actually going on. Yeah. 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 And it just, because then you can have the tough conversation about how you feel right? I'm not ready. I, or I feel insecure or I'm going to feel like, what if you fall in love with her and never come back? And, and I've, you know, I, I do a course, I teach a course on jealousy and I've never in the 25 years had a jealous moment with my husband. I'm like, you got to go fuck Becky. Go ahead. Have some fun. You need some condoms, some lube. You know, I, you want to spend a night? Go. I didn't get jealous until I moved from North Carolina to Florida and I introduced a sex goddess friend of mine to my boyfriend who was still in North Carolina because I thought they would be good sexually together. And when I found out they had set the date, I was spinning like crazy. And I didn't tell him until months later because, you know, I'm just like, I'm not telling him I was jealous. And I told her too. They were like, yeah, he was like, you were jealous. Oh, baby. <laughs> but I didn't tell him. I just dealt with it on my own. Like, this is stupid. Why are you jealous? You know, he's going to fall in love with her. He's going to leave his wife for her. You know, she's stunningly gorgeous. I could see why. He didn't. <laughs> he's still mine. <laughs> but, but, the, but the fact that that came up for you, it just shows that, you know, you had not experienced that in 25 years. And then that came up to you for you out of the blue. And it just shows that those emotions can come up and you're like, we could all be like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what? what is what is happening? And then how to how to navigate through that? Like, you chose to dealt with it on your own. It also would have been totally fine to approach each of them and just say, hey, 
don't change anything. Oh, but no. I'm telling you what what no what I'm way I was telling them that I this, the sex <laughs> goddess was jealous. There was no way in God's green earth. I mean, I just sat up because he was like, I'm on my way to her house. I'm like, okay, have fun, honey. Just just call me when you you know when you're on your way home because I just want to hear everything that happened and how guys you how you because I'm that perverted that way. I'd love to hear the stories. You know, I want to hear every detail, you know, that she sucked your dick, you know, everything. I want to hear every, everything. He left the house at six. He did not call me at seven, at eight, at nine, at 10. Oh my God. He's going to fuck her all night at, at 12. <laughs> Quarter to one. I finally went to bed laying there and my phone went bing. I jumped up out of the bed. Hey, and I called, hi, hey, hey, babe. No, I was, I was just dozing off. I was watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I want to say too, one thing I love about yeah, one, one thing I love about it though, Taylor, is you can simultaneously operate with the mindset that if this person would be happier with this other person and not me, I want them to go, right? That's basically what you and your husband decided. And that was the conversation we had 10 minutes ago about if somebody's truly better off or truly wants something, then they will go for that. So you can, you can live with that mindset and still freak the fuck out when oh, yeah. your partner <laughs> is off doing the thing that might cause them to leave, to quote unquote, leave you for somebody else, yeah. even though you have that mindset of, well, they would be better off and they would be happier and I want them to be happy. But what the fuck is happening? Why are they going and doing this to me? Like right. Both of those things can, can live in the same brain at the same time. And it's a messed up thing. Yeah. Because you have, you know, you have your logical brain and then you have, you know, you have your emotional side, like what the fuck and why and how, and who do you think you are? And just because her tits are bigger and her ass is plumpier, I don't care. And she can salsa dance and what the, you know, and of course she was totally opposite of me, right? She was blonde. He's black and she was blonde and blue eyed and she could salsa dance and she had a better butt than me. And I'm like, and then and I can't believe, you know, and she is my dearest girlfriend always has been is to this day. But I told them both eventually like months and months later. And my boyfriend was just like, ah, you know, nobody could ever replace you. I know, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I the I love the honesty around it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you know, I guess I want to know where where do you consider yourself? Like, where are you now in your relationships, if you don't mind? Because uh, um, I'm so, I'm solo poly. Um, COVID kind of COVID kind of I, I left my husband in the middle of COVID. COVID kind of um, kind of just took a toll in everybody's relationship. I didn't leave because of COVID or because we were home together. It was just, it just coincided with it was time. And then my long-term poly boyfriend I had um, in Florida, once I moved down, he opened a restaurant. And so we just kind of faded apart because he was so busy. And then um, my other boyfriend, North Carolina, he's still there. So, but I still say solo poly because we don't really, so, well, they all still say I'm their girlfriends. We just don't have sex anymore. <laughs> So, but yeah, but I'm looking. So if anyone knows a man <laughs> that's looking for a smart, intelligent, highly sexual woman who doesn't get jealous <laughs> until you fuck her girlfriend, that doesn't get jealous, <laughs> that she's going to set you up with, because I love to share, right? And uh, that's into a little kink um, who's older than she looks, 
and he can be younger. He has to have a passport, a valid passport, and he's going to need some money because I travel a lot, and he's going to need to meet me all over the world. So there. I'm, I'm, I'm available is what I'm saying. So the bar's low. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, so the bar's real low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, no, no, no. I'm not saying all of these things have to be in this. I'm Polly. So all these things don't have to be in the same person. Right. 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 Yeah. No, no, no. Perfect. I could have one guy who's like, hey, listen, can't do a whole lot of sex, but I do have a valid passport and some cash. And I love to travel. Let's go. I'm looking for, I, listen, I, I don't have a, I don't have a passport, but I love to cuddle and I live nearby. Come over. It's okay. Everybody's got a spot. I got a spot for everybody. So it doesn't all have to be one guy. It could be, I, I, I need cuddle buddies. I need travel buddies. I, I need friends with benefits, you know, and, and I need lovers. <laughs> yeah. And they must love dogs. I feel like that is a, uh, is that a requirement? <laughs> yes and no, because my dogs don't really like anybody on purpose. <laughs> So usually, um, if, if I have company and the dogs are, are put away, I don't want them to like anybody because if this man turns out to be crazy, guess who's going to let the dogs out? They could like dogs, but yeah. they won't be making friends with my dogs. No time soon. They got to, they got to pass my test first before you get to meet my dogs. My dogs, they, they, they're not meant to like you right away. You know, <laughs> There you go. Well, so it does kind of, Emma's question kind of leads into a, a similar question of when, when you described when, when you started down this poly route and you thought like, I want three boyfriends and a dom and a husband and a, a pool boy. Like you, you had your list of things that you wanted. I made up pool boy. Thank but, you. I'm like, did I say pool boy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I made up pool boy and mechanic. Um, but anyway, the, the point would be, you, you had a list of things, people that you wanted in your life. Yes. Is there a current list of like Taylor's poly utopia? Yes. Three men, three boyfriends, three boyfriends. Yeah. I don't think Got I'd it. ever get, I don't think I'd ever get married again. I don't really see the purpose. I'm not having children. We can share our life and property and things together without being, but I'll, I'll do a commitment ceremony. We can stand in front of the tree and go, I commit to you and I commit to you. We're committed. <laughs> so I would yeah. love a life partner or, or three. They could have more children. I, I, if you wanted my other boyfriend who turned out to be crazy, um, you know, I'm like, you can have all the children you want because he was much younger. I'm like, I'm not, you know, he was like, we could be in the Guinness's World Book of Records. You could be like one of the oldest women. I'm like, I don't want to be an old woman with kids. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to be in the Guinness's World Book of Records. Go have babies with somebody else. I was totally fine. Long, we just I already did that. Been, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. But what about grandchildren? They ain't going to be my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I raised my I You better raise yours. Mama going, to th- Mama going to Italy. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, I had another question around, I mean, you clearly, let's say you clearly have a lot of sex. Um, it seems with, with not more enough. than a few people, not enough. Okay. No, I'm looking how for do, all new people in Cancun. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, how do you, how do you keep yourself safe? Not just sexually, but physically as you're, you're traveling the world as a solo person, like keeping yourself safe when you're meeting people, making sure you're 
in situations that are good for you and healthy for you. Dogs. And the dogs. Well, they don't go on every trip, but and they, I, I don't, I assume they don't double as condoms. Um, that would be a weird way. So. <laughs> well, you know, as a person who owns a you know sex toy company, yes, I have not only uh, not not only lots of protective things like condoms, but the best condoms, the best lube. Um, when I was more active than I currently am, because I'm in Cancun without lovers at the moment, but they're all booking flights soon. Um, um, testing regularly. Um, I always tested, and it was so weird because when we first opened our marriage, you know, you go for your annual checkup, and then I was in there like, and we, and when we started, you know, we like a lot of people, we only kind of played like once a year <laughs> or twice a year when we went on vacation because couldn't do shit at home, right? So I started going back to my doctor, getting like once in six months, once a quarter, depending on how the year went to get a full panel STD check, even though I use condoms 110% of the times, but I'm like bodily fluids is oral sex happening, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, eventually I just told her because I didn't want her to think that either I was cheating on my husband or my husband was cheating on me. I would rather just say we have an agreement than to think I don't want someone feeling sorry for me or feeling sorry for him, you know? So I just, I told her, I said, yeah, we have an open marriage. I just want to be safe and make sure I'm good because it's a responsible thing to do, you know, as a swinger. And, and she was like, Oh, it's no problem. And she wrote something in my chart, like, you know, multiple partners or something. I said, just write slut. Why don't you <laughs> just say slut? <laughs> you know? <laughs> she said, no, I, and it's totally fine. So I think testing is, is required. And, and, um, once I started working in the industry, um, as a sex educator, um, I found I ended up having far less sex because I was there as the slang saying is to, to get my bag, meaning I was there to make my money. So I thought it was best not to, uh, to keep that, that, that line of discretion between the clients and I. So now I'm having less sex. So another reason why the boyfriends need to travel with me so I could get my sex in to de-stress me while I'm working. So, um, so yeah. And even with my partners, you know, they were good at testing and you really gotta, I think anybody who wants to open their relationship with a partner as solo, you really have to ask the questions. When's the last time you've been tested? Do you have a copy of it? Copy of it? And the, the guys who were my men, who I call as boyfriends have always like, babe, you got tested recently. Within two seconds, the test would come over and text. Yep. Here are my results. I'm good. Even though we still yeah. use condoms, you know? So, and I did have one boyfriend who hated condoms and with his other four women, he did not use condoms. I'm like, I don't know these chicks. <laughs> I don't know who else they're fucking and it's fucking without condoms. So we, and he never pressured me. And, um, so we all, we use condoms for the four or five years that we were together. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. But I'm not always, that. I'm not like alone, alone. I'm, you know, I'm traveling with groups. Um, I'm presenting on, um, lifestyle cruises, conferences. I have a team of people that work with me and, you know, I'm not just disappearing like off the boat in the middle of the night with some, you know, with, with the pool boy <laughs> from the ship. Right. Yeah. And, uh, people know, people know where you're at. Yeah. People yeah. know where I am. And, and I've been in the industry now, my business would be nine years that the organic love in his business is around. And then a few years before that I had grown in sexy crew. So people 
know me, know me, um, in the, at least in the industry, the regular people may not know me, but in the lifestyle industry, people know who I am. So it's not like they're like, Oh, I mean, which is weird. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like a celebrity or anything like that, but just people who travel with me know me. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And and I want to circle back and talk a bit more about organic living, but I, I did have another thought or a question around when you sort of had the epiphany that polyamory is more up your alley. You, you said something to the effect that like, now I understand why I wasn't fucking these people more because there wasn't a connection. Mm-hmm. So how, how has that evolved for you over time or, or has it that like you still are seeking out partners who you have a deeper connection with before you form the sexual side or has that evolved to be like, you know, the more casual approach, it actually works for me now as, as who I am today, 20 some years later. I, I am that multifaceted person who is literally, who is literally open, swinging, poly, kinky. I, and when I say a connection, it doesn't have to be deep, you know, make me laugh a few times. Oh, it's on. (laughs) But it's just not like, hi, I couldn't just like run into somebody at the playroom and then just fuck up. Mm-hmm. I want that yeah. level of freedom sometimes. Like, I just want to be able to just like, I, you, you want to fuck me? Come on then. Let's do it. You know, but that I usually need um, some conversation at least, you know, it, we don't have to decide to date afterwards, but I just need a little bit more of a connection. You know, I need to know like, so, you know, how do you play and how did you get into the lifestyle and how long have you been doing this? And have you ever had sex with a black woman before? Yeah. So sometimes when I go to, you know, events, you know, I'm one of the few black women at these events, you know, and they're in Europe or South America. And sometimes, you know, I get fetishized, you know, and I get this, you know, the guy comes to me and he goes, you know, I've never had sex with a black woman before. (laughs) And I'm like, do you see fantasy fulfiller written across my goddamn forehead? (laughs) I am not the one. And so that's not a turn on for me. For some people, it is a turn on. Me personally, it is not. Now, have I had sex with a guy that I've had conversation with for two or three days and then find out that I was the first black woman he's been with? I'm like, yay, you know, I'm your first. That's a whole different connection than someone that's just looking to put a notch in their belt. So I am, I've been for like the most, so I've been, you know, identified as everything (laughs) probably for about seven or eight years when I'm like, I'm open, I'm swinging, I'm poly, I'm kicking, I'm I'm, I'm all of that. Um, and, And once I evolved into poly, so to speak, and realizing that I really like boyfriends and I like the dating. I love the dating part. You know, I love the NRE. Oh my God. The new relationship energy is just like, he called. (laughs) He thinks I'm cute. So I like all of, all of that. But I also like the, Hey, you're hot. You're hot. What you doing later? I'm about to do you. What you doing? (laughs) Sometimes that's fun too. So I like that. I can kind of flex back and forth or in and out or up and down, <laughs> round and round, you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just couldn't stop myself. Um, I love it. I, I like that, that I could, you know, that I'm not stuck in a box, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It works totally for me. It. Well, yeah. Well, I think that too plays into the, like, we're all these fluid 
people and what you wanted today isn't what you wanted 10 years ago and probably isn't going to be what you want in 10 years from today. So it's, we're always growing and changing and figuring out who we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'd love for you to, before we wrap up, we'd love for you to talk a little bit about your company and the work that you do. Ah, yeah. So organic loving, L-O-V-E-N.com. Um, so we specialize in, um, improving adult sexual health and wellness and enhancing their sex lives through our organic intimate body products, body safe sex toys, uh, sex positive books, erotic educational seminars and luxury um, adults only vacations. Um, So I curate every uh, product on the site. We started literally with four products almost nine years ago. Uh, It'll be nine years, October 15th, I believe it is. And, um, and now we have over 1100 products representing more than, uh, 200 brands and we ship worldwide and, um, everything is chemical free. We look to work with brands, um, that don't test on animals. We look to work with brands that are, you know, contributing to the community in some way, like all of our condom brands, um, contribute to countries that are uh, underdeveloped and having issues with AIDS. Every time you buy a condom or a box of condoms, they donate uh, condoms. So um, lubricant companies that work with, you know, that donate things like to plant pan, Planned Parenthood and other organizations. So um, yeah, so that, that's, that's what I do. I do, I don't, I'm not a therapist. I am a, a sex goddess and <laughs> an erotic educator. Um, I do coach though. I do offer Q and a sessions for people if they want to, whether it's looking for a toy and trying to find the right toy or the right lubricant, or they just want to have someone to talk to because they are opening up their relationship for the first time, or they're thinking about opening their relationship, or how do I tell my partner that I'm bi? And I had a lot of conversations during COVID and a lot of Q and A sessions with people who were literally trapped in other plots of the world away from their partners and took the opportunity to go, I got to tell them you know, how do I tell them, you know? And so I, I offer that because having had a, what I consider a successful 25 year marriage, um, that was both ethically monogamous as well as ethically non-monogamous, um, and then being open poly swing and kinky and having experiences and all of those, um, I do have something to offer people who are just they just need someone to kind of talk to. So, but again, I don't do therapy. So if you tell me your, your dick yeah. doesn't get hard because you can't get out of your head, I can help you with that. But if you tell me your dick gets hard because of the trauma from your father, I'm going to send you to somebody else. I'm going to stay in my lane. So there that is. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It's, it's important work that almost that peer support role that I've gone through it. Let's talk about what you're going through. Cause I understand you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, because, you know, prior to this, I did uh, 15 years of corporate training. So I did, um, I did um, trainings in um, communications and negotiations, conflict resolution, um, management um, and leadership styles for new managers. So helping people with how to communicate well, how to listen effectively and actively is also something that I could help with, which... The boyfriend's help like sometimes and sometimes not because I'm like, that's not how you say that. You go back to her <laughs> and you have a different conversation. They're like, damn it. Uh, so, 
Well, but you're protecting yourself there, right? Like you said, like yeah. if in that instance, that's going to damage the relationship between his wife and you because now she has this distorted reality that you're you're forcing this guy to sleep with you when he doesn't want to sleep with you. Like you yeah. can't can't be doing that. Yeah, right? and so, it's I mean I it's it. you know even another the boyfriend I had down in Florida, I came down for a weekend or something, and then I met the one of his other girlfriends, and then he was like, oh well, don't tell her that you're staying at my house this weekend. I'm like, what? And we had been dating like over a year, and she knew me and I knew her, but. After the weekend was over, because I wasn't going to have the conversation ahead of time and then fuck up my getting good dick over the weekend. So I said to him, you know, I'm nobody's secret. Where does she think I'm staying when I come down? He goes, well, she doesn't really want anyone to spend the night. You don't live together, first of all. Second of all, I'm nobody's secret. And what if I had just accidentally said to her, oh, yeah, girl, you know, after tonight, I'm going to be staying at, you know, dude's house. <laughs> I don't want to call him out here in line on, on the podcast. And... I would have messed up everything for you and caused drama for you un, unintentionally. And I'm not, I don't want to cause drama for you. I want your relationship to be good with her and good with me. But if you don't want to tell her that I stay with you, then we don't need to date because I'm nobody's secret. My husband knows I'm here sleeping with you and he and I live together. This girl doesn't even live with you. And so the next time we spoke, he was like, I told her that you stay with me without me having to prod him to go, did you ever have the, he said, no, I told her. And so he did. And she was fine. But you know what I mean? It's again, having the tough conversations and then saying the instant, these are my boundaries. I'm, I'm nobody's secret for yeah. me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend to be it. somebody I'm not either. We're in this relationship or we're not, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for everything today. It's been a wonderful conversation and I hope, I hope it's not the last time we have you on the show. Cause I, I feel like know. there's I'm so much here to still, yeah, I feel like there's so much more we could talk about and it was just a fun, a really fun conversation today. So thank you. And I appreciate all the work that you do oh, as well sure. and, and for reaching out to us and we just, yeah, we can't wait to get this out there and continue um, seeing what, what we can coordinate and build together. Oh, I would. Oh, wait, you know what? I didn't think about this. Shoot. Should we do, should I do, a, um, to give you like a, a, like a coupon code for your listeners? Like, yep. We'll do that. And we, we don't have to decide what it is now, but the listeners okay, now know that in, the, in the show notes, there's going to be a discount code for checking out, uh, organic, organic loving. And I, yeah. yeah. And I'll say one thing that's kind of cool. We and and I, li people listening, I can't promise which order these two episodes came out. But like an hour ago, we just hung up with Wendy, who's the founder of Good Clean Love, and Good oh, Clean yes. Love is one I of sell, yes, yeah. I sell I, one of my yep. number my one of my first lubricants and one of my number one selling lubricants. It is the one I recommend uh, most for women who are sensitive. And um, yeah, great, great, great stuff. Love, 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 yeah. love, love the line. Absolutely one of yeah. the best. I love it. I love when when there's that symbiosis, right? Sort of just by happenstance. So I had saw I had seen that on your website uh, before we started talking, and I was like, man, this is great. So I love it, and I hope hope people go check it out. 
and check out your work and support all you do. So thank you again for being here Aww. and for sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry, my dogs were acting up. <laughs> my no, worries. no worries. Well, thank you. you have a fantastic day. Enjoy Mexico and take care. Thank you. You too. And we're back. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor, for sharing your amazing story, for being a badass human. Yeah. And for all the work you do in putting out amazing, amazing content and amazing products for people to, I mean, maybe be their own sex goddesses. Right? Right? Yes. I'm going to be a sex goddess. We both can. I submitted my application to the... The board of directors for sex goddesses. I just just <laughs> making stuff up. Just making shit up. Anyway, I'm hoping to get an honorary sex goddess degree. Okay. I don't know how I do that. You know, fun fun fact. What? For anybody listening, they're gonna learn a fun fact about me. Okay. Fun fact. Legally, I was a female until I was 16. That's true. On your birth certificate. My birth certificate said I was 16. Said I was 16. No, it didn't. <laughs> this this baby is 16 years old. <laughs> It said I was a female until I had to get my passport when I turned 16. And when I went down to give the change, you know what they did? They said they needed proof. <laughs> so did you give them proof? No, they could tell. <laughs> I was I was wearing... <laughs> anyway, we, we just went down the rabbit hole of little known facts about Finn. That's so, true. Thank you again, Taylor. <laughs> Back on Taylor. For coming on and sharing your story, and for as Finn said, all the amazing work that you do. Yeah, links are in the show notes to find her website and the discount code as well. Definitely check it out. Definitely get your lube on. And yeah, thank you for supporting her work and being awesome. A few quick reminders. First up, meet and greet, virtual meet and greet coming up November 30th. Sign up on our website. These are open to anyone. You just must be open minded and respectful. Also on our website, grab a shirt or a sweatshirt. You can find Give Love sweatshirts and shirts there. Uh, they're super awesome. We'd highly encourage you to check them out. And finally, there's the Intimacy Workshop coming up on December 3rd, run by previous guests of ours who are on episode 8 and episode 19, respectively. We're super excited about this event. You can sign up on our website as well. And don't forget to use the code EMMA for a few bucks off. And I believe that is it. Next week, we have another super fun conversation. Always. Always with Elizabeth. Yep. And we will see you all in a week for that. And until then, you go have an excellent weekend. Get yourself some STI testing. <laughs> maybe a shirt. Yeah. Some intimacy. Yeah, why not? Do it. Get, get it all. Get it all. Give it all. <laughs> you weren't expecting that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was like, you I gotta can't. come prepared. I have the all these comments, and then I'm like, no, we're just, I don't. Have, no. Okay. Why do I hold back any of my comments? <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> anyway, now you got to share think, at least one of them. I think that's it. All right. Next week we're going to do a special episode with just Emma's comments. So <laughs> tune in for that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's only for the premium subscribers. Thank you, everyone, to making it for making it through the end. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for making it through to the end of this interview, end of this episode. And I think that's it. I sure hope so. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>